The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, mean advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin Tyler McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis Patrick McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, 30 under 30, media luminary, Patrick Davis. Tyler Griffin McElroy. Right before the Irish sounding names, you know. Right before we started, like literally a half a second before Justin went in, he whispered, trust me, into the microphone. And I do, but I am scared as hell, I think, a little bit. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. It's just, I haven't, I can't, I couldn't tell you guys about the intro okay. without spoiling the intro. All right, give it. Because then we'll miss the the... I don't know how I've managed to sit on it this long, but here it comes. The best thing. It happened yesterday. I was flying after visiting my brother and his beautiful new baby. Oh, yeah. I forgot to text, but did you get home all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, I don't uh, know why we do that. We all text each other after we get home from a flight. Like, hey, I got home all right. As if, like, what's the... What's the opposite? I mean, I guess there is an opposite, right? But it's so powerful. It's well, because so you were so worried about me all day until, well, I mean, that doesn't hold up in this one because you defo didn't text or anything, but. I just always assumed that we as Macrice just have no object permanence. And like, that's why we need people mm. to, because as soon as they leave our site, it's like, they're gone. They're gone forever. I'm just, and I'm just saying until we get the text, it's like, I'm okay. I'm fine. <sighs> Thank God. You're more you're more likely to get in car accident than a plane accident. So like, should I text you guys? Like, got back from Arby's. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's you don't all do that. Good. I you don't. don't. I, I for long. It was a long way away. Arby's. If it was a destination Arby's. Mm. All Arby's are destination Arby's. Just sorry. What was the greatest thing you ever saw in the airport? Thank you, Jeebus. Uh so I went through Houston, and I had to take a little tram. Uh, on the way back from from to from terminal to terminal, Houston's a buck wild airport. By the way, mm-hmm. Houston looked at how every other airport was doing it and was like, "Nah, we're gonna try a whole other thing. You gotta take a tram to all the terminals, and all and our gates board like ten ten in a group, and you gotta wait to go down to them. Is bizarre. Is a weird airport. Uh, but I'm navigating this bizarre system, and who should I see on the tram next to me? But Mr. Oh. Craig T. Nelson! What? No. I got a Craig T. Nelson sighting, fresh, uh, brown leather jacket. Of course. Approximately eight feet tall, wearing a very large ring in Texas. The prime primo Craig T. Nelson. Now, primo Justin, Craig. What was his security detail wearing? Uh, it was... Uh, Louis and Philip, which uh-huh. is his nicknames for his biceps, because mm. he's Craig T. Nelson. Is he red? Is he, he toned? He's seventy-two years old. He looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, I. There is no way this human man is seventy-two years old. He looked like a demigod. Yeah, he looks amazing. 
which is you wouldn't think. I think Craig T. Nelson has had some times where, um, I mean, I don't think he was as toned as cut in uh, Poltergeist, for example. Um, right. But I guess, like, I guess it, as he reached his silver years, he was just like, it's time to get serious about my health. And so Craig T. Nelson got really um, diesel, got really yoked. I'm into yeah. the. I'm so jealous, yeah. Justin. I'd love a Craig sighting. Oh, it was like such a good Craig sighting. And the best part of this Craig sighting um, is that we were going to the same gate. <gasps> so, like, not the same gate, but the same because of the way they do it there, it's mm-hmm. like ten in a group. So, right. like, we we're going to the same area, I guess. You made me think for a second that he was going to the same gate as you, and he was getting on a plane to Huntington with you to go see what Huntington was all about. No, y'all would know about that. Um, it was kind of weird that when, like, I did, okay, this is embarrassing. I did have a moment where I was like, I got a TV show. <laughs> I could go say hi to <laughs> Nope, abort, abort. You can't. I gotta, I get, hey, uh, fellow TV star, um, it's me. Hoops, remember my show? I uh, but anyway, we're going to the same area, so I got to just observe Craig in his day to day. Perfect gentleman, obviously. Um, Houston is an absolute nightmare in terms of shopping. It's more restaurants and shopping than gates. I yeah. walk past three burger places to get to my gate. We take it care is of ludicrous. you. We take care of you here in Texas. Um, um, but any, I did see. I only saw one person, sort of like make the connection because they felt like they had to. And uh, I heard the per like he's walking this way and the person's walking towards me. And this person just goes, I love your work. That's good. And I think that's code for, I forgot what coach was called. <laughs> I forgot what the show coach. <laughs> I forgot your name. I, I forgot the name of the show coach. Good work, so I'm good gonna- work sports teacher. <laughs> I, I blew it. My one shot. Um, uh, I did learn from the Smurls later that he's uh, or was on Parenthood. Yeah, he was all over Parenthood. Um, also on Grace and Frankie. I mean, either of those, but that's the Incredibles. problem. I mean, and I just gotta reiterate, Craig T. Nelson looked fucking he looked great. Great, <laughs> like, yeah. If I looked like Craig T. Nelson looks now, and you knew my age, you would be like, he's a really that looks that's a good looking thirty six. Like, yeah, I would be. I would swat bodies with Craig D. Nelson. Justin, let me ask you a question, because this is a calculation I do anytime I see like a recognizable um, celebrity. I do a calculation mm-hmm. in my head of, is this is this the type of celebrity? Are they at a place down in their career? Are they the type of person that if I walk up to them and talk to them, they will be happy that someone came up to them? Or will mm. they be like, uh, again, again Almost I'm never. just trying to walk? Almost never. Will they? Oh, good. An interruption, my favorite. I'm going to disagree, Griffin, because I think there's two ends of the bell curve. We're like over here, where we are, we're happy when people come up and talk to us. Yes. And over here, where like the kid from Jerry Maguire is, he's probably happy when people come up and talk to him. You know what I mean? But what if, about in the middle? If I had, if I had a fucking walk-on, roll-on coach where I had four lines in one episode where I was sort of a tertiary character, you could not talk to me. You could not approach me. You know why? Because I had hung out with Craig T. Nelson and I had gotten some of that stardust on me and then that makes me unapproachable. So, um, yes, as as of right now, I am to approach me. Come on, come at me. But if they ever reboot Coach and I'm on it even a little bit, uh, that's it. You missed your window. 
uh, Craig T. Nelson does not tweet a lot. <laughs> in case you're, I almost tweeted at him, and uh, his last tweet was in 2011. Oh, well, um, can you read it um, word for word, please? I've got a lot of requests to re- weigh in on the PSU scandal. As a former coach, I think we need to protect our kids at ABC News. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's a, not, is, a, not a bad take. Yeah. Th- this is very uh, important. His first tweet was, it, it, the man only did seven tweets. Got in, uh, got out. Did his art, got yeah. out. He didn't overstay his, his welcome. First, his first one said, my personal assistant told me I should be on Twitter. I'm still not convinced that this is a good idea. And it seems like he never nice. quite bought the bought the bought the <laughs> company in line there. I have He's a very <laughs> sorry, Trev, go ahead. I have a very important question. Mm. Okay. When he says a former coach, was he actually a coach in real life at Had some point? Had or to does be. he mean as a former coach, capital C, like as one might like David Tennant might say, as a former doctor. That yeah, doesn't mean right. he was a doctor in real life. At least Craig T. Nelson saying that as someone who has embodied the role of coach, I have a lot of uh, uh, thoughts on this. Craig had a lot of pretty good tweets in this time. <laughs> it's, it is wild. Um, it is wild three-month dalliance with Twitter, well, all of which uh, came in 2011. Let's go Another, through his whole body of work then. Why not? Yeah, we've done, we've done two sevenths of it. Let's buy the whole thing. So there were there were a couple of replies, and I'm so I'm not gonna. Uh, okay, no, actually, I'm gonna read all of his tweets. This is the entire uh, tweet <laughs> <laughs> bibliography of Craig T. Gregory T. Nelson. Uh, his next tweet: I can't wait for Fall TV to start. Check out my new show, Parenthood. <laughs> nice. No, that's good. I, a lot of people that's were good. like, "It's like yeah, I like use TV. The medium. I like TV just like you like TV." Mm-hmm. And. Check out my new show, Parenthood. Um, his next one is a tweet to Charlie Day. Mm. Says, thanks for the shout out on, on It's Always Sunny. I really like the show. Good. Right. Good. Nice. Good tweet presence so far. Yeah, he's, he's connecting. He's figured out how to like connect with other influencers. This is good. This is, I'm proud of him, actually. This is a, this is a very buck wild tweet. Um, Uh-oh. It says. Is it turning on us? It's at Fox News and says. You should consider following noted author slash outdoorsman Larry Dablemont. He just joined, and I love his stuff. So, what? If I could just get this clear, hold on. Craig T. Nelson is tweeting at Fox News to tell their Twitter account to follow a guy he knows named Larry that just joined because he's a noted outdoorsman and he loves his stuff. If you click through to Larry Dablemont, it is now registered to someone named Eric Cohen. So Larry and also. also this is stick. this is Craig's fourth tweet, and he's telling the Fox News Twitter account how to better utilize the medium of Twitter. Um, the next tweet, dear coach fans, I will be. <laughs> <laughs> he may as well just said, dear everyone, dear everyone, dear I'll coach fans, dear coach fans, I will be making a special appearance in Springfield, Missouri, for Cider Days. Hashtag Cider Days. <sighs> I don't know what that is, but I'm sad I missed it six years ago. Next tweet, this man brings it all together. He says, at Larry Dablemont, my agent encouraged me to read your blog. I love it. Maybe we can get a hunt in when I come in to Missouri for Cider Days. <laughs> this is like an ARG. What's going on? I know. I know. 
And then he talks about the PSU scandal, the end of Craig T. Nelson. That's that's Twitter seriously presence. the seven tweets you meet in heaven. That's the only seven tweets you need is what's up. I don't want to be on here, but here I am. Yeah, I was on coach. I found this dude. Anyway, this is cool. Um, <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, Fox, you should follow this dude. Hey, dude, you want to go hunting when I come in town for cider days? By the way, come at me if you're a fan of coach. I think the PSU scandal is really, is really, really uh, bad. It's really bad what happened over there. Coach out. I I tweeted all I could tweet. There's nothing. I've hit. I Oh, see, that's the thing. You got to spread out your seven subjects of tweet over like several years. And he used all seven Twitter subjects up in what? Larry Dablemont. Larry Dablemont part two and a scandal. He like he hit all the bullet points. Crushed it. Crushed it. I should mention two things. The first one is that is not a verified account. Oh, God. So there's every chance that that might not. There is no. It is the best. It is the best evidence of Craig T. Nelson's Twitter presence. Because I was going to tweet at him to be like, Houston, what's up? Check out the Whataburger. It's dope as hell. Um, But I didn't do that because he had been off for so long. And I thought that would have been a little bit pitiful. Secondly. Welcome to Max Fun Drive Week Part mm-hmm. Two. Uh, sorry about spending thirteen well, of your minutes. I have one last thing. One, one last thing. One last thing. Do you think the T in his name stands for Twitter because he's so good at it? And then yeah. one actual <laughs> last thing is the answer to that question is no. Nobody knows what the T stands for because once somebody speaks that out loud, he's banished from this realm. Can I um, also say just one? I also just want to say. I'm sorry for saying that Jonathan Lipnicki was at the other end of the bell curve of career from us. I feel bad about that now. Yeah. I actually don't know what he's been up to. We don't know. For what all he's I know, he's working a bunch. It's I reached it in my brain. That was the pull. I'm not proud of it. I'm so sorry. Mr. Lipnicki, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Welcome to Max Fun Drive. Welcome to Max Fun Drive, everybody, including Craig T. Nelson, who I hope is listening at this point. And Jonathan Lipnicki, who and I hope Johnny isn't. Lips. Uh, Jonathan Lipnicki is cut out of wood now. He's fucking crazy. Yeah, he's hard. he's also yoked. Him and him and Craig T. Nelson hit the hit up the Iron Church together. Getting um, ready for Incredibles too, which is gonna yeah, be a live, live action, action movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Max Fun Drive, huh? Max Fun Drive. We get paid for this, <laughs> if you can believe it, and it's all thanks to you, uh, our beloved listeners. Um, we'll tell you more about the Max Fun Drive in a little bit. Um, we would have more time to do it now, but we did spend 14 and a half minutes talking about Craig T. Nelson. Craig Twitter Nelson, man. Craig, Craig, Craig Twitter Nelson. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, Can we get him verified, him. please? Can we please verify this six-year-old Twitter account? Um, max, m- MaximumFun.org forward slash donate is the place to go. You'll get all the details there, and we're going to go through them again, but it goes like this. If you... Like our show, if you like other shows, Maximum Fun, um, they take money to put together, and this this uh, is the one time a year that we come to you hat in hand and say, please help us make these radical shows. So if you can help us, go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate right now, uh, and you get exclusive permission to skip the next pledge break, but uh, we're going to tell you all about the cool stuff you can get. There's gifts. There's everything. Go there right now and get all the details. But we need to start our program because of the extended, extended period of time we spent talking about Craig Twitter Nelson. Uh, here comes our first question. I've been dating this guy for a few weeks, and I went to his apartment recently. I found out that he lives with two other people, but zero tables. <laughs> 
There's not even a kitchen table. Their kitchen area is just a pile of groceries. It's bothering me that my boyfriend doesn't own a table anywhere in his apartment. Oh, my God. How do I buy a table for another person without it being weird? That's from Tabletop Troubles in Topeka. <clears throat> well, first of all, congratulations to these folks doing it in the Japanese style. That's really cool. <laughs> this is not the Japanese style. It's important that everybody... Tables. They definitely got tables. The tables are maybe a little bit lower than you're used to, but they are elevated off the ground. Uh, this, is an, uh, this is an incredible opportunity for yeah. you. Yeah. Because it's like so. you're going to give them a transformative gift. Someday. Yeah, what if they just don't know? Yeah. What is this? What 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 is this four legged high floor? What the high floor? Do you mean the table that I bought you? The up floor. Um, I'm more okay. What's more upsetting? The lack of tables or their kitchen area is just a pile of groceries. Yeah, I'm confused <laughs> like, by that. Like, do they not have a refrigerator either? Do they live on Paper Street? Like, they don't what, have how, cabinets. They don't have counters. Yeah. How decrepit are we talking here? Are they in some kind of Frank Lloyd Wright house where everything is the same level? There's no couches. There's no this is, counters. This is my new house, Nasty Kitchen. And <laughs> what I've done here is there's no furniture, so you just keep all your your eggs and stuff right on the floor. Right I as call God it intended. Flat Town. Call it Yucky Flat Town. Um, I don't... I think you should get... Start okay. all small. Start them off small <laughs> with like an end table that you put in the middle. A nightstand. And then yeah. you slowly, a nightstand perhaps. Um, I was going to suggest actually uh, maybe a card table mm -hmm. because okay. what that does is like, I want you to try out this life, but if you don't like it, then you can just throw it away or put it in a, a closet or something. Let it fold, fold it up and, and put it away. And then you don't have to ever think about it again so it's not like a you have to live with this forever kind of situation you only need one really good table right mm -hmm. we have a we have a coffee table and a dining room table and like a kitchen counter and really the coffee table is the only one we really use so you just need the one good table like what do you play your board games on you just set it down on the floor and hunch over it that's not good for you or your back you know what? May, maybe this is like a life, whatever the life changing joy of tidying up or whatever the book's called. Where like, yeah, I actually think a uh, life changing magic of tidying up. I think. Yeah, where Marie they walk Kondo. up to their tables, they put their hands on it, and they thought, "Does this bring me joy?" And they thought, "No, this is no. just a flat service." I, I hate this actually. <laughs> hey guys, I got an outside the box one for you. Does this table bring any of you joy? We, and it's like, you know what? Come to think of it, no. <laughs> no. All we we just throw our bills on there, and then we they piles up. It looks terrible. Let's not table. Yeah. Let's not. Does this guy? Does this bring you guys joy? All it does is it sits in this little compartment. We never look at it. Are you talking about the hot water heater? Yeah. Fuck that thing. Get the fuck out of here. I hate you, hot water heater. It's just taking up space. Joy. It's just taking up space, and we never see it. Oh boy, my shower's so cold now. But fuck that hot water heater. I'm too proud to go back. Also, my metabolism is raging. I feel amazing. It's this wild. Is, this, my skin is right. clean and clear and under control. Um, Does this bring you joy? No, it stinks all the time. Get it, get rid of it. This is the trash can. You wanted to get rid of the trash can? Where's the trash go? All over. We did. We sort of dissipate the stink by hiding it all over the house. 
Does this bring me joy? No, I, what, I can't see what food we have. Yeah, but it's the refrigerator. Yeah, but it hides the food away. I want to see food. the food. It's gone. Get out of here, you joyless cube. <laughs> Does this bring me joy? It's hard, and I fall on it. Oh, that's the floor. Now you've gotten rid of the floor. It doesn't bring you joy, but I do think it is important to be around, for sure. Nah, just taking up space. Nope. Wasting everybody's time. Um... Get him a table. You need a fucking table. Now I'm I'm turning. I'm starting to get kind of frustrated now. Get him okay. a table. Is it maybe the apartment's like cramped or something, and so they don't have a lot of table room? But it's such an essential. You gotta have a table. It's it, the table's a chair's best friend. Here's here's my theory. This is my working theory on why they don't have a table. When Teresa and I moved from Cincinnati to Los Angeles, we got rid of our old microwave and said we'll just get a new microwave when we get there. Okay. Then we got there and did not immediately buy a microwave. And then time began to pass, and the momentum of not having a microwave built up and built up to the point where in the entire two years we lived in Los Angeles, we never bought a microwave. Because after a while, like it, there was just no pressure to do it because it like, had already been six months. We just hadn't bought one yet. And then when we moved back to Cincinnati, the house we moved into had a microwave uh, in it already, like attached to the oven. And like we remembered, oh fuck yeah, microwaves are incredible. How did we go two years without one? So my theory is these people moved into this place, none of them had a table, and they said, Oh, we'll go get one of those. And then like they just didn't for a while. And now like just time has passed and they've begun living their lives without a table and they have forgotten how fucking efficient having a section of the floor raised up to a reachable uh, yeah, level is. the up floor. Yeah. It's wild. Um, can you read this next question? Because I was going to do a Yahoo, but this next question's funnier than any Yahoo could ever dream to be. <laughs> I just found out the guy I'm dating puts his belt on his pants before he puts the pants on his body. All time. Am I good? Or do I need to end things now before I realize he's actually an alien? And that's from Dating E.T. in Boston. That's the, the wildest. This is literally a million roaches living inside of Vincent D'Onofrio, alien. Yes, yes, yes. Sugar water, sugar water, sugar water for sure. <laughs> definitely. Definitely, definitely. 100% a bunch of D'Onofrio roaches. You need to get out of the house. Swap maneuvers. Slice the pie. Don't let him see you. He's a bunch of roaches in his skin, man. You have to go. You have to go. Go, 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 go. Quick. The cab's outside. I called it for you already. Get in there. He's uh, a bunch of roaches in an alien skin suit. I think she should probably alert the authorities. Oh, yeah. First. Because you don't want him to run this grift on some other unsuspecting earthling person. I mean, there are some specific authorities you need to call, and they are the men in black. Because That's what I mean. It's, 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 I don't know how you get in touch with the men in black. I don't know what, oh, like, no. what, the, what? If she calls the men in black, the men in black are going to come, and they're going to like do the flashy thing to us and all of our listeners and oh, erase this episode. No, they're going to erase the episode. They've definitely done no. it before too, don't For you think? Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened shit. to the Portland audio from our last yeah, live show. from our last live show. We um, got too close to the truth. We got too close. We did get into some next level shit. Well, they only flashed Travis because we only lost his audio. Uh, it, it, uh, uh, how could a person do this to me? How could a person uh, do this to, to me? I've been trying to run through in my head, like, sometimes we get questions like this, and you think, like, okay, I can see one factor where maybe this is why they do it, because this would be better. I cannot imagine an element of this where this system is better, where you'd rather have floppy 
like just a, a denim mask that you're trying to thread your yeah. your leather friend through. Like, it's like, do you want to start? Do you want to start your day with some needlepoint? Like, yeah. I would rather. I would rather not. I would rather just go ahead and put on my pants if that's okay with you. It's it's it would be so much harder to do. It's very yeah. difficult to get it in your floppy loose loose trousers. And, and it's why? so weird to do. It's not good. I to don't do. understand. Especially when you picture this person just sitting there in, you know, their, I was going to say MeUndies, but probably not MeUndies. That MeUndies seems above the level of this part. They're just sitting there in, like, you know, their um, briefs, just, like, calmly, silently threading a belt through their pants. Now, now I, devil's advocate, and I'm using that term literally because it's possible this person's <laughs> actually the devil. Um Sometimes it can be hard to get it in that back loop that you can't see so good. That's right under your sacrum or whatever. And mm-hmm. so maybe this is this person's, maybe they're on some next level shit, right? Like we always got to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they're on some next level shit. I have some trouble getting in that loop. Not a lot of trouble that has led me to institute some pretty major life changes like this person has. But um, maybe they just like tried to get it in that back loop one too many times. It was like, fuck this. I'm doing it off my wow. body from now on. I'm done missing loops. I'm done with the whole thing. But missing, I, but missing loops is one of the top ten reasons that you have an SO. Like you get into relationships so that you have someone else in your life to say like, "Hey, you missed a loop. You missed a loop. Stupid." Um, <laughs> Try again. All right, I'm gonna I read. Don't. Uh, can I read a Yahoo now, or is, do we have more things to just drag this person for? I just don't. I'm trying. I feel like okay. I feel like our specific brand of comedy is two things. One, so random. Just really like just, like Family Guy used to be. Yeah, but the other thing about it is that it's positive. I want, it's like Travis said, I want to come up with something before, I want to leave some sliver of light. So this mm-hmm, person yeah. is just not, like we've just banished their beloved to some sort of extra realm. And I really would like to come up with some sliver of light that might give them like, just let them sleep, because this is still a comedy podcast, and they're not going to act on any of this, but they do have to sleep next to this person. I want to give them something to cling to. Here's what you should do. Here's what you need to do. Once again, I think just like the table scenario, tell this person, like, hey, have you ever thought about putting your belt on after you put your pants on? And then watch <laughs> the light come over their face as they're like, <gasps> yeah, this is yes. another it's another opportunity to change this person's life, maybe. Um, the I have a changing yeah. joy of putting on your pants and then putting the belt <laughs> putting on. A, putting your pants on normal like a person. Marie, call Marie says you should um, touch all the articles of clothing and let them sort of tell you what they want. That you should thank them after, like if you wear your shoes all day, you should thank your shoes. And um, sorry, who's this saying these? Them. Who's saying these wild things? Marie Kondo, for, of the author of the Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Okay. Um, which Travis and I both reference now. Um, and I guess we're just that uh, we're just she's kind of a deep. fixture, yeah. Um, uh, but she says you should talk to your clothes. Maybe he talked to his pants, and they were like, "Oh, you know, it'd be so hey, nice. Treat me hey, so right." Hey, Douglas. Um, <laughs> as long as I've got you here, um, you know, it would be just delectable <laughs> if you would uh, f- uh, f- use those two sweet. Sweet supplying fingers to pry open uh, the belt loops on my waist ring and then just slowly, slowly make a listen, Douglas. 
Make eye contact oh, with God. me. Where's the eyes? The where, the, where are the eyes on you? There, where are the, pants eyes? They're the pants eyes are the uh the wind button. The windows to and their the, soul. Yeah, the button. You gotta stare at my button while you do it, Douglas. And just slide that uh, belt through. Just belt blast me, Douglas. Belt blast me, you sweet human boy. Then make me jorts. Then make me the jorts when my purpose <laughs> has been served. <laughs> my sir, please, Douglas. My service is done. Make me jorts. <laughs> Free me from your ca- ca- business casual dealings, Douglas. Let me be on a lake. Make me jorts. Please, Douglas. Make me jorts. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to go to a lake. I want to play jorts as jorts. <laughs> Frolic with me, Douglas. Frolic in the lilacs with me, Douglas. Make me jort, please. And, and when my time in your service is done, you do not give me the goodwill. You burn me up because I will not take another lover after you, Douglas. No, uh, Douglas. No, Douglas, I will not. <laughs> It is not Push how me I am out made. into a canoe and set fire to it, Douglas. <laughs> I like the idea, by the way, that someone finds someone else's handmade jorts and Goodwills. Like, oh, hell yeah, to have them <laughs> for sure. These are good. I'm gonna take these to a lake. Are these bespoke? Been looking for some lake wear. Um, can I read this Yahoo from Level Nine Thousand yeah. Yachu Juju Davenport? Yeah, it's from Yahoo Answers User. Sorry, something's gone wrong because this answer it, it did get taken down, but I found the cache. So I'm going to say this one's from Douglas. Thank you, Douglas, It's uh, for asking this. Thank you for your courage. Douglas asks, Is Willem Dafoe trying to tell me something in my dream? I forgot about Willem Dafoe when I seen Spider-Man for the first time. I was nine when I seen the movie. And when I got introduced to him again when I watched Mississippi Burning, I had this dream about him. I was laying in my bed and closed my eyes, and the next thing you know, it's black. I can't see a thing. Then suddenly, Willem Dafoe pops into my dream from nowhere. He's smiling at me and so focused. He mouths something to me that it's hard to see. He mouths something to me that is hard to see. It was like he was saying thank you to me. What does this mean? Um, There's only one answer to this. Lala, Yahoo Answers user Lala, uh, gave the answer, a new change in your life. And the asker actually rated this answer and gave it two out of five stars. So they were not satisfied with this. So I'm hoping maybe we can do a little bit better than Lala. Um, Before we get into it, I have a quick, quick uh, question. There's a kind of would you rather, like we always do on this show every week. Would you rather have Willem Dafoe smile at you or like, frown at you scowl at you i can't decide which one is better mm. or worse either one either way it's a it's a story um this if willem dafoe comes into your dream though and mouths something that you can't quite hear because you're in the upside down mm-hmm. what's 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 that what does that even hmm what does that mean is that really willem dafoe's like consciousness that he sent oh, yeah. out he's or? a dreamwalker. okay now we're getting somewhere um i want to I want you all to hop in the time machine with me. We're going to head back to May 4th, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 250 of My Brother, My Brother, and Me, Best in the Biz. Uh-oh. And now, I thought this question sounded familiar to me, but I was only partially right. This is a question from episode 250. For no reason, I've been crying over Willem Dafoe. 
I was in my room <laughs> watching one of his interviews, and when it finished, I turned over to watch TV. A few days later, I burst out in tears, and I don't know if it was me thinking about Willem or if it was something else. I haven't been paying attention to him as much as I used to. Uh, I have been doing it for a few days. My boyfriend knows the reason for my crying. He's comforted me about it. My friend Maggie told me to stop crying and to shut up about Willem Dafoe. I've looked up to him since I was nine years old. I'm 17 now, though. My boyfriend said, just remember, I'm here for you if you need anything. Or if you want to talk about things like celebrities, then I'm here for you. If you guys are going to say it's your hormones, it's not. I can tell you this isn't going on for days. I go outside a lot, so don't say it's that either. Could someone please help me? Is crying over a celebrity normal? What is Willem Dafoe okay. doing? I mean, he's, What is he yeah, doing? He's definitely projecting himself into like some sort of midnight channel-esque sort of shadow world where he can right. walk between raining. our consciousness. When it's raining at midnight, Willem Dafoe pops up on the TV and tells you, um, the day you'll die and the name of your true love. So he gives he gives Andy takes. And also what time Spider-Man 1 is going to be on TBS. <laughs> the answer is always, 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 always. TBS, we've got Spider-Man 1. That's their, that's their fucking motto. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't want to be mean to Willem Dafoe, but I think... He's, I think he does, I think he's, you know, a shadow that walks between our collective subconscious. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. I don't think that's mean. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, have you ever, you've seen Willem Dafoe a lot, right? I mean, not in person. Exactly. Yeah. We've oh. never seen Willem Dafoe in person. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. hmm. Isn't that curious? Now, Justin so, is suggesting that anytime Willem Dafoe's in a movie, he's been uh, portrayed in motion capture by Andy Serkis? <laughs> no, I'm saying that he is only lives in movies and TV. Oh, I and see. And in okay. our dreams, apparently. Apparently he's, apparently TV and movies aren't enough for him anymore, and he's just started to come into our minds directly. Mm-hmm. When Alexander Graham Bell discovered the electronic transmission... He sent a recording of, what, Happy Birthday or Mary Had a Little Lamb? And it was like, Mary, Mary had a little lamb with fleeceless white as snow. And then it was like, hello, Daniel. Daniel, are you, it's me. You've set me free. It's Willem Dafoe. I exist here in the Midnight Channel. And then ever <laughs> since then, just everything. Fucking Dallas. Watch Dallas. Look in the background. There he is. Yeah, it's him. He's just fir- looking for a door. Looking for the door out. Steve Gutenberg. Opens his printing press. He's so stoked. He finally mm-hmm. cracked it. He stole that wine press technology from the Italians, and he made it his own and turned it into a printing press. And he's so stoked, and he lifts it up after typesetting the first page of the Bible. And what's there? Is it the first page of the Bible? It is not. It's the face of Willem Dafoe yeah. staring him back. It made in, like, ASCII art of, mm-hmm. this, of this Gutenberg press. Exactly. I thought you were going to say, in the in the is it Three Men and a Baby, that scene where there's this shadow behind the curtains that like nobody knew what it was and they, everybody thinks it's a ghost. No, that's Willem just looking for looking for the looking for his starring role in the picture. He's a good actor though. Yeah, I like all right. his work. He's a good actor for I sure. I mean, I'm just saying like have you ever seen him be bad in something? Never. Never. He's just yeah, so fucking Spider-Man. consistent. Spider-Man for sure definitely was not good in that. No, he that was, was very I'm sorry, Justin. He was very good in that. Um, okay, agree to disagree. That's fine. I mean, I think it was a little overblown. He, he played the Green Goblin. Did you want like a reserved, quiet performance? No. My, he, my problems with his performance were probably Sam Raimi centric, to be yeah. fair. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's take a moment to talk about the Max Fun Drive. 
Instead um, of talking about actors for like a fucking second here on this Star Watch podcast. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll get back to it. Yeah, we're going to get there. Don't worry. Um, uh, so the Max Fun Drive is... Well, let me see, let me back up. <laughs> uh, MaximumFun.org is a podcast website. It's Let me just start again. Maximum Fun is it's a, a podcast, podcast website, and you go no. to it, and you click on the right <laughs> okay. hyperlinks, and then a widget's going to start playing your favorite guys. Now, Maximum Griffin, you've lost me. What is a is website? A, you go, you a, type in the right AOL keyword, and you click on the right widgets, and then the guys are going to start going. Maximum Fun is a podcast network. It's got a website, MaximumFun.org. Those two are related, but they're not the same thing. Maximum Fun has a lot of uh, fantastic shows, uh, and every year they I- expand that that family of shows uh, to offer you new, uh, new new audio delights. And uh, once a year, we come to you uh, and say, "Hey, can you help us make this thing?" Um, and we ask you to do that by pledging a certain amount um, of, of money that you can give us per month to help keep these shows operational i mean for and and uh, let me put it to you this way at five dollars which is the lowest uh donation level you're going to get access to a bonus archive of audio that has a lot of things in it there's like seven episodes of my brother my brother and me there's uh videos that we've made there's clips from live shows there's an exclusive clip from our CISO tv show uh that you can only get by donating to maximum fun um there's i mean there's uh, uh and that's just our show there there's a absolute buck wild amount of stuff on there and you can enjoy all of it if you can donate just five dollars a month even if you only listened to one show if you only listen to my brother my brother me it breaks down like a buck 25 uh per per episode um and that really uh, it, it it means the world seriously and listen, I've also seen people say, I, I can't give anything. And like, I understand that. I've also been there. But just knowing that you wish you could and that you're tweeting about it and you're telling people about the show, like, it means the world to us. I I, I love Max Fun Drive, um, not only because, like, you know, the energy, there's all these, like, fun bonus episodes that go up, because I'm also a fan of the shows on the network. But seeing people tweet about how much the shows mean to them and how much the network mean to, means to them is, like... I love it. It makes me feel yeah. very special and it reminds me of um why you know why we make the shows and why we do the things that we do. Um if you want to give a little bit more at ten dollars per month you can get uh, an exclusive enamel pin made by uh Megan Lynn Cott. Uh, and there's a, a, a specific pin designed for all of the shows for um, a Bam. It is a cool looking snake that says Zag on them on it. Um, and I think now that we've passed 10,000, right, if you're a donor to the network, you will also get an opportunity to buy additional pins and the proceeds of that are going to go to, uh, yeah, then the proceeds of that will go to charity. So you don't, if, if just picking one stresses you out, there will be an opportunity to, uh, complete the set. Um, at $20 per month, you can get the keep in touch kit that gets you nine custom note cards plus envelopes. Uh, it's got, uh, designs by Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. There's a four color rocket pin, a getting their rocket stamp and a rocket shaped candle that was made by, uh, Erica Huff, friend of the show for, for, for Rose Buddies. Um, and we have a lot of her candles and they smell real, real good. So, um, that's what you get at $20 per month. There's higher tiers, but we'll talk about those later. But yeah, it just, if you, if you have the means and you spend a lot of time with us, 
Um, just think about supporting us at whatever level you are comfortable with. Um, even if it's just five bucks, at five bucks, you get like a bonkers amount of bonus content. So, uh, I was wrong, by the way. It's 10 episodes of My Brother, My Brother, Me. Oh, my one God. One episode of, one, I know, one episode of Big Gulp oh, um, yeah. that we recorded live uh, and us riffing a couple of videos, um, a live show from Austin and that that exclusive clip. Um, and that's just our show. The other shows have tons of stuff on there too. It's I want somebody to go through and add it all up because we're it's multiple days at this yeah. point e- easily. Um, well, maybe and, end of the weeks. And not only content. that, but like because it's max fun, not only do you get the, like the donor bonus stuff, but there's always all kinds of extras that happen throughout the two weeks. We put up our pilot episode of the Macro Brothers will be in Trolls Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a couple live stream things. I've got more coming up. I'm going to do a nail care nail painting stream because that has been in high demand because we hit uh, a goal and if we hit 20,000 which is our new stretch goal Max Fun is going to do uh, uh an event a show I guess of sorts in the Grand Canyon with Jesse Thorne me Stuart Wellington from the Flop House and Aaron Gibson from Throwing Shade um we're going to fly in five donors chosen at random get them some burros we're all going to ride to the bottom of the Grand Canyon and do Probably like a die. Max Fun show event. And be bucked off of the burrow to fall all the way down the Grand Canyon. Do you want to die with my brother? <laughs> do you want to die with me? We'll go out in a blaze of glory. And burrow sounds like a good way Louis to go. Louis style. Um, so it, do, just do it now while you're thinking about it. MaximumFun.org slash donate. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everybody who's donated and upgraded. When you donate, you get to choose the specific shows that you listen to. Um, so, and, and your money goes directly to the shows that you choose. So you are directly supporting us and um, we invest that money back in the show. Like we cover our travel expenses with it sometimes. I just bought a new soundboard um, that I, I, I spent that good, good money on. So um, you're doing that, but you're also like supporting us and helping us like turn this into a job, turn this into a, a, a career and try out new stuff and launch new shows and um, just just sort of spend more time doing this. So uh, again, MaximumFun.org slash donate. Um, and thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Without meaning to, I have once again made the first kind of like four questions on a theme of people doing things that are inexplicable. I didn't mean to, but we've just been getting so many questions lately that I think like subconsciously I've started building thematic episodes. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so let's continue with our theme. Hey brothers. So my dad doesn't own a cell phone claiming he doesn't need one. Cool. Instead, he'll use the phone at work to call us and tell us when he's coming home. If my dad is anywhere else though and needs to contact us, he will either ask a stranger to borrow their cell phone or ask an employee to use their phone. Just recently, my dad called me and the caller ID said it was McDonald's. <laughs> I don't want my dad to inconvenience these people any longer. How do I convince my dad to finally get a cell phone? And that's from secondhand anxiety in Florida. I'm getting third hand obvi- anxiety from this. Obviously we recoil from this, but is there not a part of you that thinks like, boy, that that might be nice. Yeah, definitely. Like, well, uh, it would be nice to be the sort of person that you could look around and say, well, everyone else has cell phones. <laughs> I don't think I need one. Someone there will have one. Literally everybody else has them. So I think I'm okay. There'll be somebody else around that I can use their cell phone. I can't imagine living that. I really, I can't imagine it. No. 
I have I have thought many times about like you know you go into a movie and like you you know you silence or turn off your cell phone you should turn it off and I have like a little panic every time I do of like what if somebody needs to get a hold of me during this hour and forty five minutes and like I think about what if I just didn't have a phone ever right and I could just like go to dinner without worrying about oh I felt a buzz in my pocket what if it's important I better check it because there was a time in our lifetimes. Where, like, if you weren't home, people would just call your house and leave a message. And maybe you heard it, like, five hours later, and that was fine, and everybody was just okay with that. That's cool. I like that kind of, like, wouldn't it be nice to just have the freedom to not do this for a while? But to do that, but then also be like, hey, can I borrow your your phone? This thing thing. that you're doing. There's the rub. This is – our shock at this is a very privileged – like position to take right like cell phones are fucking expensive and like of course not everybody has one that's kind of a um kind of a whack assumption at at the same time though like um if i get a call and the call is from mcdonald's that's gonna be maybe the worst moment of my life because I'm going to, I, I don't know that I will answer. I probably won't answer that call. Sorry, Dad. Or maybe I will if I expect, like, oh boy, a car from uh, a call from Frisch's big boy. Well, this is my dad. <laughs> um, that one's going to be my dad. Because one time if you're going to answer. If it wasn't your dad, what would that call from McDonald's be? Well, that's like, a hey, thing. did you have some nugs last week? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh boy. If Bad you answer, there's going to be one of those, though, right, Trav? Where you answer, you're like, Dad, will you please get a fucking cell phone? And it's like, hi, right, we're doing a customer service about the shamrock shake, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, 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 that part to me is un, untenable. Your dad is pulling a power play here because think about it, think through it. If he needs a cell phone, he can get one. If you need your dad, that's tough nuggies. Ooh. You can't get this man. This man is saying to you like, no, you can't have me. I'm I'm elusive. I want it to be special when you nail me. When you when you when you manage to to corral me into talking to you, it should feel like an event. Because it's your too dad easy is holding himself hostage from you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But exactly. It's a, but he's also valuing himself higher so that when you do manage to get a call from your dad, it's like seeing Craig T. Nelson at the airport. It's that yes. level of excitement. Got my dad. Found him. All right. He's at McDonald's. Go. Move. Move. SWAT team. Go. Activate. Here, I, I, here's what you should do. I, thought, I think I have an answer. Okay. You should tell your dad. That you've been getting, uh, like some, uh, like a telemarketers and some, you know, kind of scam calls, and you're not answering calls from unknown numbers anymore. But and I mean, that doesn't work. Hold of you. That doesn't work. If the caller ID tells you that it's from McDonald's, then that's so not. I'll that's only not a answer if you call me from that McDonald's because it's a number <laughs> I know, and they use the code word Ducktales. Then I'll know. Um, I think you should pay someone to. To tag your dad. Oh. I think you should get someone. Like graffiti him? No, I think you should get someone to tranquilize your dad. Get up on my dad. Tranquilize your dad. (laughs) Okay, well, that's very expensive. What Griffin is suggesting is a tail. I don't think a dad tail is necessary. I don't think every time poor um, Oscar the dad looks at his rearview mirror and sees like a white Camaro, Mm. the same white Camaro that's always there, I don't think he needs that in his life. That seems like a lot. What I was suggesting was Mark Echo's get up on my dad. Get up on my dad and put your art up on my dad. Your spray um, art. The, I'm suggesting that you tranquilize him, 
and you give him like an uh, a GPS mm-hmm. tag, geocache. So geocache your dad, and then call. Then you can just like call the nearest phone to your dad wherever. If you need him, you can just see what phones are around there. Yeah, and call and say like, "Hey, can you yell the name Oscar very loud?" To try to get Oscar the dad over here so I may speak with him about whether or not he wants to go see Rogue One this afternoon. <laughs> Please, if you have a moment. Um, I have a very related Yahoo that I'm, I would be delighted if you all would let me read. Okay. Uh, sent in by Amelia Berger. Thank you, Amelia. It's by Yahoo Answers user Dirk. And it's it's a similar vein of like, how, to, how did folks get in touch without phones, right? But the wording of this question is maybe the best. Dirk asks... How did people know when to meet back in vampire times? <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I know that they wrote more letters. <laughs> You gotta let me get through it. I know that they wrote more letters and stuff, but back in vampire times, how did you make plans with friends? Did they just wait around all day and hope that they ran into each other? Oh, God. Oh, God. What is wrong with our schools? You can make all the plans you want. The vampires are gonna ruin them. I mean, you can write a letter. It's like, meet me at ye old Arby's this afternoon, but a vampire's just gonna be waiting there to, to harangue you. Hey, meet um, me there at 2 p.m. Can't do that. Can't we make it 2 a.m.? The problem is <laughs> the sun. I mean, the sun is the an sun, issue. The sun is bad sun for vampires. So, so, I mean, this is before. I'm going to set the, let's set the, let's set the stage. It's vampire times. There's mm-hmm. no electronic. 1972. There's no electronic communication, which of course means Willem Dafoe is still trapped in that. That uh, that that you know, spectral cage somewhere before Alexander Graham Bell let him out. Um, and I want to get in touch with you. Uh, I want to get in touch with Dad to go see Rogue One. Do I just like go to the theater and just like hope he like? Do I just yell out my window like Dad, 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 Rogue One, Rogue One, and just like hope that he like falls under the thrall of my voice somewhere or? Is it do I do I like uh fucking the end of uh, a Christmas Carol just like pay a boy just be like go find my dad and invite him to the theater well, to see a live send- performance of Rogue One. You have to send your familiar. You gotta send your Renfield, right? Okay. And your Renfield goes and like delivers the message to your vampire dad, and then vampire dad like gives him I guess some bugs to eat or something, and then Renfield returns to you. And it, yeah, actually, can I tell you something? It was actually a much more efficient system than we have now. I suppose so. Um, in many ways. In many ways it wasn't, but in many ways it was, if you think about it. But, like, in Vampire Times, how did folks know to meet up, though? It's a good question. I mean, that's why we had public, how, uh, like, public houses, right? Was that a thing? I've heard that term before. Mm-hmm. Are those just houses where people could be at? And yeah, you'd meet up there, there for a bite. Maybe this okay. is what maybe this is what town criers were doing. This is what John Criers were up to, where you would go and you'd be like, "Hey, town crier, can you holler for my dad and just tell him meet at the theater live performance of of Rogue One um, at, at 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 four p.m. and then we're gonna run the fuck home before sunset because we that's- don't have movies yet, so we're just reading the script. Yeah, to Rogue One out loud. Um, and we're gonna get the fuck home before the sun sets because it's gonna get chompy out here. 
<laughs> so you're so you're and you're imagining like Dave is at Pinkberry. Everyone, Dave's at Pinkberry. Like that's what the town crier does. He <laughs> yeah. just wa- broadly announces your locale. He's just flipping through index cards, just like Greg is at Jamba Juice. <laughs> Susan is at J Crew, and she's waiting for Michelle. Tyler's at Orange Julius. A lot of juice stores back <laughs> in vampire times. <laughs> It's really gentrified here. Timothy has been killed by a vampire. Michael has been killed by a vampire. Okay, I have I have an actual question for you. If a vampire was stalking and trying to kill a specific person, okay, mm-hmm. would it be easier for the vampire to track and kill this person back then mm. when you there was a limited number of places you could be and you probably should tell somebody where you're going to be or else it's going to be like a whole thing. Or now when we have like technology and Twitter and everything and like Foursquare mm-hmm. and what have you, when would be an easier time for a vampire to find find people? Um, here's what I'll say. I've got in my house, which I, I just don't, I don't leave this house because I food is sent to me by Blue Apron and then I stay inside the house all day and hang out with my wife and my baby, and I play Zelda nonstop uh, and Persona nonstop, and so I just don't leave the house, and vampos mm-hmm. can't come in here without permission, which I am not going to hand out lightly to a vampo, thank you, so, but I think back in the day, it'd be like, time to go outside to the well, chomp dead. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's, that's a good, a good point. point. Because the follow-up question I have, Justin, along those same lines is, do you think it was easier back in vampire times for a vampire to gain permission to enter your house because everyone was, like, so dumb and trusting, and now everyone just hates every other human being, and it's a lot harder to get somebody to let you into their house? Like, if somebody came to my door now, not only would I not let them in, I probably wouldn't even go to the door. Like, they'll leave. if they have something for me, they'll just leave it there. Like, if they haven't told me they're coming over, I'm not letting them in. I always kind of assumed that the vampire has to be invited in thing is something that vampires made up and spread around because it's so fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine nothing? Like, it would be a nightly hilarious event for you to, like, see some dumb human standing in the window like, neener, neener, neener. And you just, like, pounce through the window and eat them. Like, that's got to be the funniest shit. Yeah, um, man. What happened to all the vampos then, though? Because it's not vampo times go? now. Where did they go? I bet they're on Wall Street. <laughs> not topical. Because <laughs> they're bleeding us dry. Am I right? Because they're bleeding us dry. Yeah, man. On Wall Street. I bet they're all bankers. Money never sleeps. Because they suck. Because they <laughs> suck blood. I guarantee Ugh. that's that's got to be a tagline for a movie somewhere, right? Vampire bankers, these interest rates suck. Something like that, Something, right? Something like that. Along those lines. Trading stocks and biting knocks. Do you mean next? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad rhyme. Having, uh, having, a- having sex and biting necks, and now it's like sexy, like sure. Wall Street, like powerful power, Mr. Big. Mr. Big up at the top turns out he's a vampire the whole time. And he's the one who wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have a friend that uh, I frequently Hold on, communi- hold on, hold on. I think Rachel locked herself out. One second. There's Jehovah's 
stay down here for a little bit. Okay, what are they doing, Griffin? Are you okay? They won't leave. They keep knocking. This is, but this is This is literally germane to the conversation we were just having about not wanting to open the door for strangers. Are you okay? I mean, I'm good. I just don't, I don't want them to know I'm in here. You don't want to have to talk to other human beings? Yeah. We're good. We're good, though. Let's just, just move on. I bet Jehovah's Witnesses, by the way, would not be so fucking cavalier if we were still in vampire time. Absolutely not. I th- I think, Justin, you would find that most people wouldn't be. Yeah. Not just Yeah, Jehovah's that's Witnesses. a good point. Let's go ahead and move on to keep you just take the reins for a little bit. I'm writing this one out. I have a friend that I frequently communicate uh, via text formats. I am Twitter text messages. And this friend frequently, as a way of expressing playfulness or a joke, sincerely uses the winky emoticon. Mm. Semicolon, close parentheses. Yeah, we, I know what it is. It gives me the absolute heebie-jeebies. and makes me feel bad to look at it every single time. What's a cool way to get my friend to stop being a text grosso? And that is from skeeved by semicolons. Um, I think, can't I can't people know. have quirks anymore? <laughs> can't people just have a quirk? A fun quirk? Do we have to sand the edges off of everyone? Oscar doesn't want a phone. He's a dad. That's his law. He could just live it. Why can't he just live it? Why can't this person just use a simoticon? If they want to. Sexy Wall Street vampire just wants to trade stocks and bite knocks. Why can't we just let them do that and be them? It is murder. So that's actually, yeah. <laughs> that one's a crime. That was a well, Hold on, Griffin. Biting a knock doesn't have to be murder. You can stop shy of draining the person. That's true. Let me get a smack a roll of that good, good neck, honey. Um, so this, they, do they do this IRL? And that's another sort of emoticon that means... In the in the flesh world, um, do they wink a lot? You know, do they wink and a lot in real life? Does it make you LOL? Does it make you lol, or does it make you you, which stands for uncomfortable? Um, Can I? Is, oh, you've just reminded me. I've never I've never had an opportunity to share this story, and I really want to. It was a very brief anecdote. I was listening to uh, NPR, and they did like an mm-hmm. ad read for I guess a play that was going on locally about like you know text and the internet and stuff. And the announcer said, um, with plenty of jokes, uh, it'll give you lots of laugh out louds. And I, <laughs> I assume that the text said LOLs, and they just went ahead and said the whole thing. And it's one of my favorite things I've ever heard in my whole life. That's so good. This gives me laugh out louds. That's my shit. <laughs> if you could review our podcast and just say that it gave me laugh out louds, I would appreciate it. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 this is, this is, this is just some, this is an easy fix. This is a one sentence fix. Hey, that thing that you do, it's like not how you're supposed to use the thing. So just think about it. Like Google that emoticon and its proper usage. And then like it, maybe you could stop doing it. Cause it's- is it inherently like sexy playful when you wink? Like we've got a problem? lot of winking What's questions. A- I'm yeah. so old. I don't know what the problem is. What's the problem? I need like. I need the- you should probably send this question is still buffering because they-, they could probably handle it that better. That is an excellent I don't- point. I don't me, actually know. Is it bad? Let me pitch this, Justin. All right, two scenarios. Had a great time hanging out last night. Like, colon, parentheses, smiley face. Oh, they had a great time. Had a great time hanging out last night. Winky emoticon. Yeah, it's I, it's 
it's it's different for sure. There's a different vibe. I texted. Um, I just texted you two boys. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't and care this for is, that. This is innocuous enough. I just texted having a great time recording with y'all, and then a wink emoticon. The wink makes it seem like there's an underlying secret, like having a great time recording with you all, and my balls are with out. my balls like and dick <laughs> hanging out of my pants. <laughs> Um, I, I, um, I once did a business dealing of a large, like a, a house transaction with, uh, a couple and listen to wall uh, street vampire over here. One of, the people, <laughs> one of the people in the house transaction, uh, use ellipses at the end of every text. Oh man. Like every single text, there was an ellipses. So, and we were talking a lot about like house stuff, like. We'll have someone look at the wiring. Dot dot dot. Yeah. Like, so are you mad about it? Yeah. Is it are you really not gonna do it? I don't understand. That's like the most loaded yeah. uh three periods you can put in it anything. There's, there's no room for furtive disappointment when you're right. dealing when you're spending a bunch of money on a house. I guess we'll see fix I the always plumbing. think I always think of the ellipses in that scenario as like the thing that people do in like really tense horror movies where it's like we haven't seen him in weeks. Dot, 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 yeah, dot, just the dot. Old, yeah, exactly. The old man at the gas station that's like, you don't want to go up to that cabin. Um, winky smiley face. Winky wink. Oops, I did the wrong wink. one. But wanna, <laughs> you want to fog? Eggplant peach. Eggplant peach. That's my wiener. That's your whatever. <laughs> Taster's choice. Um, How about another Yahoo? Yeah. Um, this one was sent in by, ah, oh shit, there's a lot of really good ones. How about this one from Irham Wisesa? Thank you, Irham. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Charmista asks, does adding flavor to water makes it juice? Well, I want to drink more water. And the only way I think I'd enjoy it is if I add flavor. But would that change the water into juice and not give me the same benefits as plain water? I like this. You get that. You get the the commercials for that. The you know smart water turbo drops or whatever. And it's like add this to make your water less boring. This is this isn't your dad's water. This is turbo drop cool water, and you, it turns blue. And I guess it has a flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Does it stop that? at that point? Does it stop being water? And now it's like, well, I can, it doesn't make sense to drink. What is it? you're supposed to drink? Eight cups of water a day. Um, you can't eat. You can't drink eight cups of juice a day, right? We're going to make a lot of jokes here, folks, but I want to be honest. This is Travis pulling back the curtain for a second. I don't know. Yeah, I know. A lot of the times we don't know. We sort of figure it out by just sort of bouncing off each other, just being a couple goofballs. Here's a, here's a question, right? Okay, so like if I get a Diet Coke with lemon, which is mm-hmm. the only way that I get Diet Coke. If I get a Diet Ooh, Coke la, with lemon. I know. If I get a Diet Coke with lemon and I put some in it, it's Diet Coke with lemon. If I do that with water, I'm I'm hurtling towards lemonade. I'm uh-huh. like, yeah. It, there is a very s- thin line of deviance from water before it loses the label. I feel like this is true because every morning I take eight cups of water and I put some ground up shit in it, and now it's coffee. It's not water anymore. That's it. You guys just unlocked it. You guys just unlocked the fucking secret. And I was hoping we would get here. But, but this is like, I'm like Morpheus right now. Like, welcome to the next level, boys. Because every drink is just water with some stuff in it. 
every uh-huh. drink in the world is just you go to one of those fucking make your own flavor adventure soda machines and what do you think happens in there you're like i want a uh, orange fanta with a cherry splash and a little bit of mountain dew in it that's just they're adding syrups to carbon to water that has been added bubbles to it and it's all water folks just with different stuff in it you know what i mean uh that's, wine that's wine is great. wine is just grape water that grapes ate and then they got old and squeezed and then that water that took a different form as grape stuff came out and now it's wet ain't it it's wet and red and it tastes weird but that's water in there sorta um here's a yahoo i have a yahoo answer from oh they're not it's not on here i don't know where you would see it i've never read one is every drink made out of water <laughs> Yeah, that is the question here, um, and the only dis d- divergence from that is pretty much everything you could want to drink contains some water. There are potable liquids such as glycerin that you could drink, even though they are ahydrous, which mm. I guess means don't hydrate you. Then it's not a liquid. I'm sorry. Liquid means water plus something. It's all remixed. If you drink fucking beer, that's just remixed water. Did somebody no, put their fun spin Hold on. on? We could do it. What about milk? Milk's just water with uh, cow leaves. With cow stuff in it. Yeah. Cows drink the water and it help. If, if a cow doesn't drink water, they die. Straight up. Mm-hmm. That's, what's, that's what's up. And a lot of people won't tell you that. I'll tell you that to your face. Cows die if they don't drink water. They drink that water. It nourishes them. And then it goes down into their teats. And it mixes up with their cow's stuff. And it juices out. And then I drink it. And I get very sick. What about Clearly Canadian? That might actually, damn, that might be the exception. No, it's just water they added bubbles to and distinct Canadian flavors, and it's exciting Canadian water. Next. What about LaCroix? LaCroix is water with, a, like, the most, fa- a droplet. A, 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 I actually think that LaCroix doesn't have flavoring in it, and it's all fucking, like, psychosomatic. Like, you see a green. Emperor's New Clothes. Yeah, you see a green can, you're like, this tastes like lime, and you drink it, and it's like, no, it's just kind of like bubbly water, but you're like, mmm, lime, yummy, yummy, yum. No, it tastes like green can, because that's what your brain sees. Next. Um, I have some, I, I, I have something that might be germane to this, and I, it's like think, something to think about along these lines. Every, uh, basically every molecule of what we, of course, we have the same, you know, most of the same water molecules here on Earth as it will have been on earth. Did you realize that pretty much every water molecule that you drank was at one time peed out by a dinosaur? I think about it all the time, Justin. That's a pretty, I think that's very empowering. I think it's a pretty rock and roll thing to be able to start your day with a big glass of dinosaur piss. We are all made of star (laughs) stuff and dino pee. You're like, how are you going to start your day, you fucking amazing creature well i think i'm gonna drink some dinosaur piss yeah and fucking kick ass all day long like yeah that sounds pretty rocking that's actually a really good idea most water molecules haven't been drunk by people before you're not drinking secondhand water from people you're drinking it from dinosaurs yeah you're yeah, think infinite about th- and powerful think about that the next time you're in a pool and somebody says something like oh don't pee in the pool and you're like a fucking t-rex already pissed in here yeah. shut up dennis dennis you P- dick pissed it all out did you guys know that the original name for Josta was Dino Piss, but it didn't test well? <laughs> so they changed it to Josta. Serge almost nabbed that one too. Serge was like, hey, mm. let's be honest. It's, it's Dino Piss. 
Um, thank you all so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, we want to one more time just remind you that the Max Fun Drive is going on. This is our last Max Fun Drive episode. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week. But right now, if if you like us, if you like our show, and you can spare a little bit of cash, um, you know, five bucks a month all the way up to two hundred dollars, whatever you can afford. So we um, talked about really we talked about the five dollar level and the ten dollar level and the twenty dollar level. I would like to tell you. About the $35 level. It is one of my favorites. I know. And here's the thing. All of the rewards stack. So at $35, you get the bonus content that you get at $5. The pen that you get at $10. The Cuban Touch Kit that you get at $20. But you also get a set of engraved beer mugs with the MaxFun Rocket logo right on there. Now, I say beer mugs. You can use these for any beverage you want. It's all going to be water-based, so some kind of water-based beverage in there, no glycerin, um, and it's going to make just a stunning addition to any glassware collection that you might have. Um, and then at $100, you get all that stuff, plus you get entered into the monthly culture club. And what this is, is every month a MaxFun producer or a MaxFun host, someone that works with MaxFun, is going to pick some form of media. Maybe it's an album or a movie or a book, something that means a lot to them, and you're going to get sent that along with a note as to why they picked it. So it's like everybody is, is enjoying the same media that month, binding you all together cosmically. Then at $200 a month, which, listen, I realize $200 a month is, is a pretty... Uh, not insubstantial sum, but it goes a long way to support the art and artist that you love. And for $200 a month, you get all that stuff plus free registration to MaxFunCon 2018. And MaxFunCon is the fucking best thing of the year. We love going to it. It's like summer camp for cool kids. It's the best. And you're going to be registered to do that in 2018 because you're a $200 a month donor. Um. um Whatever whatever level you can support us at, like we we appreciate you so much, and we do take this money and uh, we invest some of it back into the show and buy new equipment and and stuff like that. But mostly, like the support we've gotten from our network is the reason why we've been able to. Like we started out, it was just Mabim Bam on the Max Fun Network, and then we started doing Adventure Zone. Um, I started doing Rose Buddies. Travis started doing uh, Schmanners and trends like these, and a bunch of bunch of other podcasts. Justin started doing Sawbones. Like we've expanded and been able to do all that stuff because of the support that we've gotten from y'all. Because we can treat this like a job. We can treat this like a career. Um, and and we're just so grateful that we've been given the opportunity to make all of this fun stuff because of the support that y'all give us. Now, before we wrap up, and I know we're heading towards wrap up. I do want to just read a question. We don't have to even discuss it. I just like it so much. Well, save it for next time. No, I, Griffin, please, please let me say it. All right. Please, please. An exterminator just came to my apartment. He was throwing little blue things under my kitchen counter, and I asked what they were. He said that they were calcium packets because when mice eat calcium, it goes straight to their hearts, and they have a little mouse heart attack. His words. Why does it go straight to their heart? Because, quote, mice have no bones, just a skeleton, end quote. My exterminator said, mice have no bones, just a skeleton. <laughs> and then proceeded to explain that rats have an exoskeleton. He did this while spraying my home with chemicals. Am I good? And that's from Skeletal Head Scratcher. Get 
out of the house right now. You have to he, move. He, he then proceeded to put his belt on his pants on the floor before strapping them onto his body. <laughs> on my my pe- belt's come a little loose, uh, if you'll excuse me from the room. On my planet, Bortellotron 6, <laughs> mice have an exoskeleton. Now please allow me to belt my pants. Juice, would you be more into Justin's definitely afraid of mice? Would you be more into them if they had an exoskeleton? More, because then I feel like it's a fair fight. Okay. You versus mice? Yeah. The scary thing about mice isn't they're going to hurt me, it's that they're going to like, they're so fragile that I think that's what scares me. Interesting. Yeah, but if they could, like, fight back, I'd be like, oh, game on, motherfucker. <laughs> if, if a mouse just came out in the suit from Alien. They would also be clankier and mm-hmm. probably slower, like, easier to keep tabs on, right? And yeah. they would talk. Also, I can't um, believe how many times you have to say this. Don't hire somebody to kill the mice in your house. you got to befriend them and open up a fun cheese factory like in Mouse Hunt with Nathan Lane. Yeah, That's think it. About it. That's it. Just think about them. They're just little think guys. They're just doing their best. Well, last time maximumfund.org forward slash donate if you can help us out it would really mean the world um but that is gonna do it for us uh thanks to john roger come along with us for these theme song it's a departure off the album putting these days to bed it's really good it's a really good track Ooh, i want to say if if you're listening to this on monday if we were able to get it out in time tonight cincinnati ohio at the rook in otr um there's the max fun meetup um i am going to be at it um, play some board games. It's a board game bar. Um, play some board games. I made some baked goods, uh, uh, some chess bars, um, some peanut butter cup cookies. I made them during a baking live stream last night, and I'm going to bring those for everybody to eat. Um, 7 p.m. at the Rook. Um, I think there's like a $20 minimum for us to like use. So like you need to like buy some food there, some drinks there and stuff. But uh, come out and hang out tonight. If, if you listen to this in time. Yeah. Uh, they will. I'll get it up soon. Uh, this final Yahoo was sent in by Brooks Oglesby. Thank you, Brooks. It's by Yahoo Answers. User. Sorry, something's gone wrong. What a bad website. Franklin asks, what does David Spade mean to you? <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy. My name is Travis McElroy. And one time he flipped me off. What? Stop the yep. podcast. Stop the ending. Turn off the song. What happened? Why do you do that? Um, I was on a trip with my choir to New York in high school, and we were walking through New York City, and he was coming out of the TRL building, or wherever TRL is formed, and we were like, oh my God, it's David Where Spade. Where TRL is formed? Where they artisanally shape and mold it? <laughs> yes, with the Oompa Loompas put together TRL. Nobody ever goes in. Nobody yeah. ever comes out. And we saw David Spade, and um, I believe he was maybe fresh off of Joe Dirt, perhaps. Uh, and we all said, oh my God, David Spade. And he turned, as he was like getting into like a black Escalade, turned to a group of about 35 teenagers ranging from 14 to 18 turned to us looked at us smiled flipped us all off like rock star gave us the finger in kind of a like wave so and got into his car and and his driver drove off drove them away yikes i'm griffin mcelroy <laughs> this has been my brother my brother me kiss your dad square on the lips i can't stress enough there was no malice in it i don't think
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.